Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Tuesday, August 29th. It's six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. You can find us both on Twitter and you can find us both on YouTube right now if you type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. I like your hat. Yes, it's hat day on the YouTube feed. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have had two hats in the back of my office. Casey will vouch for this, that my office is a giant ball of just it's like a like an episode of hoarders i was just about to say hoarder yeah i have just all <laughs> sorts of things well um you know people have sent me a variety of things over the years and i just keep them back in my office to remind us of our fabulous listeners mm-hmm. and two of the things that have been sent to me over the years are this trump 2020 hat mm-hmm. and this dudes for don hat mm-hmm. uh the dudes for don hat never actually worn and so today i decided today would be donald trump hat day casey rocking the dudes for don hat you're also wearing what is that top of the shoulder strap strapless is that what they call that what do they, what do they call that sort of top casey's showing a lot Tank. of skin today yes a lot of skin if you'd like to go over to the youtube feed and see casey in a dudes for don hat and maybe a cleavage or two will pop out throughout i like the how the we broadcast. match of course i was like what we can wear hats and Rob <laughs> says yeah it's half your show you can do what you want so i'm going to take you up on that and wear a hat every day for the rest of the week because it's just so easy uh it's eight minutes after nine with kendall and casey let's talk about this new poll that came out from the associated press president biden is old and confused (laughs) these are the top terms that uh people were using when they were asked to describe the guy in the white house old and confused. And I would say those are the two most perfect terms. Associated Press had an article out, um, and this was done by the AP along with uh, the NORC Center for Public Affairs Research. And they asked people, hey, what are the top, what is the top word or mm-hmm. words plural that come to mind when we mention Joe Biden? And they also did it for Trump, and we'll get to that in a second. But according to the Associated Press, 26% of respondents use words like old or outdated. Another 15% mentioned things like slow and confused. I'd say that's about right. Mm-hmm. Looks like he needs someone to lead him around by the arm, which, you know, in fact, he does. Well, and I actually think, you know, in a very weird way, especially this far out from an election, that this sort of poll is more interesting than who would you vote for? Mm-hmm. Because I think this sort of poll isn't forcing people to make a choice between an individual or individuals. It is allowing you to see what is the instantaneous thing that comes to mind when I mention that person's name, which gives you the framework of where people are entering the polling place. Mm-hmm. Okay, so at 80, Biden, he's only three years older than Trump, but many people are expressing concerns about his ability to continue as president. So this isn't necessarily a number thing. It's more about mental acuity and physical ability. And I think about this. So what does this mean to you? Yeah, the guy's old. I think about it. If he is to win re-election and go back to the White House, remain there, he would be 86 years old when he leaves. He's on the near side of 90. Yeah, that's correct. Right? 
I have a daughter who would be 26 years old at that time. She would be on the near side of 30. Joe Biden would love to sniff her hair. So think about this, though. She's at, she would be at a point in her life where, yes, that's funny. She <laughs> she would be at Kevin's a point in her life. rolling over here. He's just rolling in stitches. She would be graduating from college, uh, starting possibly the first real job, yeah. uh, starting her career, maybe trying to buy a home, possibly getting married, possibly. Possibly starting a family. Like yeah. the world is her oyster, right? 30. That's when everything is new and you're really starting to adult. He would be almost 90. How in the world is a 90-year-old going to relate to what a 30-year-old is going through? Well, and you just hit the nail on the head, which has been a problem for many, many years in the in the government as a collective. When you look at someone like Feinstein Stein or uh, Grassley or McConnell or Bernie Sanders. I mean, these people, and it's not their fault. It's the same. It's the same for, and it has been for every generation throughout the generations of humans, which is the, the next generation is usually has learned more or has more advancement in technology or society has evolved or, you know, whatever. There's just a, a problem relating to, those people. There's a very famous clip. This was years ago. Ted Stevens, who was a senator from Alaska, who was nine million years old when he was at the end of his time in the in the government, was trying to discuss the internet, and he was describing it as a variety of tubes. And it's a very famous thing. And it was like this guy is making public policy over the internet, mm-hmm. and he has no concept of what the internet is or how it actually works. So it is. It, you're right. Uh, what was fascinating to me also about this is that just six percent of the people use the word corrupt and crooked for Biden. Mm. To me, while Biden's age is certainly an issue and a major issue, to me, Joe Biden's selling access to foreign entities and governments is a far bigger deal than him being old and absent-minded because. You can hide or cover up or whatever old and absent-minded. You can't cover up government for sale. So it is interesting that at least in terms of, despite all the things coming out about Hunter and Joe, Biden's mental faculties or lack thereof is more front and center to people than his corruption. Yeah, well, and it's interesting you say corruption because in the same poll, the words used to describe Donald Trump came up as corrupt and dishonest. So it sets the tone, and this yeah. is what we have talked about, and we've, we've you know, kind of said, look, it's 2024, if it indeed it is Trump and Biden, at least right now, is about a guy that you believe is dishonest versus a guy you believe mentally is no longer there. Now, this country has a long track record of electing politicians they think are dishonest. See, most recently, Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I don't know. I mean, it's really a, it's really a toss-up, and... We'll see how it evolves. You know, what's interesting about this is so we hear uh, old and then corrupt, but only 6% of people said words like president and leader, strong and capable. For Biden. And isn't that what you want when you think president? You want to think, oh, this is a leader. This is someone who's capable, not old and feeble with an adult body and uh, poor mental acuity. Uh, but I don't know what the American people want anymore. I mean, I, do, do you do, do you know what the American people want? I know that they want to be able to live their lives freely. They don't want things mandated on them. And they want to be able to pay their bills and not struggle every single day. But do they want to live their lives freely? And I think you're... I do. Well, you do. Right. You do. And Kev does. 
and we all know with all the stuff Kev does, he certainly wants to live his life freely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but <laughs> freer than most, even. But do, but do, <laughs> yes, Kevin is more dependent than anyone in this room on being able to live his life freely. Liberty. But do, but based on what you saw in 2020 and the rather large lack of pushback from society as a collective of all the bull crap, whether it was vaccine mandates or mask mandates or lockdowns or whatever. Is liberty and freedom actually a priority for the majority of American people anymore? Well, the ones who are paying attention, it is. And how many of those are out there? Yeah, Uh, hopefully enough, right? To get us over the, uh, to get us over the hump, uh, let's talk about this new Emerson College poll, and it says that fifty uh, percent would vote for Donald Trump, and this is a little bit lower than what he's been trending recently. Yeah, so Emerson College with a new poll out. It is a post-debate poll, and it was kind of trying to judge: Hey, how much did this actually hurt Trump not being in the debate? And so, you uh, look again. Sp- Polling is but a snapshot of a moment in time. There's a variety of reasons things happen. But for just us girls sitting around here talking, and we know nobody else is listening, as we're told all the time by the people down the street from us at the state house. oh, no one's listening, so it's just us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trump appeared to suffer some damage for not participating in the debate. He went from 56% in the August 19th poll to 50%. In the August 28th poll, Ron DeSantis moving up for whatever you want to take that for, from 10% to 12%, and then everybody else still remains under the 10% threshold. Yeah, Nikki Haley was the big winner, according to to this poll. She saw the largest increase, uh, moving five points up from 2% up to 7 See, I think Trump would have lost regardless, though. People say, see, he should have done the debate. I think it would have lost regardless because it would have been a pile on Donald Trump affair. And it's like leading a golf tournament by four shots going into the last hole. You can bogey the last hole and still win. As long as you don't take an eight, you're still going to win. Five is fine. And so for Trump, it's like, oh, what? I'm at 50 instead of 56. Who cares? Now, if he doesn't do the next one, will that affect things? Or did people, the people, the swayable people who were still out there see someone they liked? They would have liked that person anyway, though, Casey. Mm-hmm. If there was like, oh my gosh, I'm so enamored with Nikki Haley's charm and charisma. I don't know who those people are, but apparently there's some of them <laughs> out there. You would have been that way anyway. I. It's also interesting that a plur, plurality of voters, these are Republican voters, think that Chris Christie lost the debate. And what? He did better than Asa Hutchinson and Doug Burgum? Well, apparently to these people. I don't know. We got to get to a a break, but this is where when you don't stand for anything, like what is the, we know Chris Christie hates Trump. What's his actual platform? Right. That's it. It's like you can't win an election just based on vengeance. As someone who has won multiple elections, both as a candidate and running the campaigns, I'm uniquely qualified to tell you that Uh, And I'm very good at pointing out the flaws in others or others' causes. (laughs) However, you have to paint a picture of what you are for. And so often in campaigning, people are really good about pointing out the flaws of others, but not what they are actually for. And in this case, Chris Christie... You have no idea what he's for. Yep, he's for not uh, letting Donald Trump win. It is 17 minutes after 9. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. 
Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. After nine, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. This is your official invitation to WIBC night. It's coming up on Wednesday, October 4th at the Indiana Historical Society. Tickets on sale today. Yes, just go to WIBC.com. This event always sells out in a day or two at the most. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so do not wait. And you can come hang out with you and me and kev will be there and uh uh if you'd like to buy kev seven beers he'd probably be very excited about that you can hammer nigel be there uh is tony katz showing up for this one yeah i don't know if he's gonna do it from home or not (laughs) we'll see but it's brought to you by uh relay indiana and uh we are grateful for that wonderful sponsorship that they give us a huge supporter of the event of the event from the beginning and uh we thank them for that let's talk about newt gingrich and how he snapped on Joe Biden and uh, what he was on Fox News talking about this and uh, this is after the quote plot to jail Donald Trump. Yeah, so look, Newt, Newt Gingrich is one of the most, you can say whatever personally you want about him, and he's got a laundry list of, of issues as it relates to that. But in terms of IQ and brilliance, Newt Gingrich is one of the brightest people and his ability to articulate his brilliance is almost m- I mean, it's almost unheard of when you combine the two. If if Newt Gingrich had had some self-control and ability to be likable and relatable, he would certainly have been president of the United States. And I thought in 2020 or 2016 was proven totally correct based on what a dumpster fire Pence ended up being, that Trump should have picked Newt Gingrich instead of Mike Pence uh, to be vice president. But he was talking about the corruption of Biden. And he was basically saying, look, you got to look way past Biden because this is a much bigger issue than Biden himself. It's totally tied into Obama and the Clintons, too. Uh, I mean, you, you watch him in Maui and you, you think to yourself, he can't be the commander in chief. He's not cognitively capable. Uh, he's not in touch with reality. Uh, I personally think Obama runs the administration. I don't think Biden does. Uh, and I think everything they do that's smart comes from Obama's acolytes. And Biden just sort of floats along. In a way, he never left the basement. Uh, but I also think it's important to understand Biden is the tip of the iceberg. The real corruption is Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, and Biden is the smallest of the three players. And I hope that the House Republicans are going to recognize that they have a much broader and much deeper investigation, starting with uh, subpoenaing all of the financial records of the Clinton Foundation, which is going to produce evidence of a level of wrongdoing in terms of millions and millions of dollars, far beyond anything we've seen with Joe Biden. Do you remember when uh, Barack Obama whispered to Joe Biden, you don't have to do this, Joe? <laughs> I always think of that. And we all wish Joe had taken him up on his advice. Well, he mentioned the House Oversight Committee and James Comer saying that he's going to get more details regarding emails from Hunter Biden, possibly tomorrow, which is the deadline that he set out. And uh, he also stated that he's headed to court to receive access to more bank records that tell a big story on what in involvement biden had with hunter's schemes uh, and business dealings uh, eight al- months in always after
after the records, we mm-hmm. just, I mean, you got to give these Republicans credit. I mean, it is um, just a lot of, just a lot of records and they've got a, just probably the greatest collection of records that has ever existed in the history of ever. And of course they're not doing anything with the records, but they have a, just a fabulous collection of records, mm-hmm. Casey. Well, uh, Representative Nancy Mace, uh, she was talking about how Joe Biden has lied every single time he's been asked about family business. And I do want to add that uh, I know that you uh, were praising President Biden, the story that he has to tell. But the story he won't tell is a story about his family's business. He has lied every single time he's been asked about his family's business. He's lied about his involvement. Uh, He had a pseudonym like you've done. If you've done everything up um, above board, why is there the need to lie for it? That is a story that I want to hear. That is a story that every American deserves. If I could just. Well, you remember the name she's talking about. Of course, Biden was emailing with Hunter and he used the aliases Robin Ware, Robert L. Peters and J.R.B. Ware just to keep his son informed on the communications with Ukraine. Like we want to keep Hunter in the loop. I love that name, J.R.B. Ware. J.R.B. Ware. I mean, that's just what a stage name if one ever one ever existed, either for a local band of some sort or an adult film mm-hmm. jr beware i mean just absolutely <laughs> perfect okay casey mm-hmm. big segment coming up next yeah. uh this is going to totally shock you you know that hand-picked uh toady stooge uh professional errand boy brad chambers yeah who holcomb and hupfer have picked to run for governor mm-hmm. it turns out he's given a gargantuan amount of money to barack obama oh and yeah yesterday it was such a hit when we did the ai reveal of silent suzanne yeah which you can find at robin kendall on Twitter, my wife has delved into the world of AI and has created artificial intelligence versions of the people we have given nicknames to mm-hmm. on our show. So if they are real people based on the descriptions, uh, the Suzanne Crouch one was revealed yesterday. Huge hit. We're going to do the AI Holcomb, high tax Holcomb <laughs> reveal as well. Okay. It's coming up with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. in the mirror and says, darn it, I can't run again. So if Eric Holcomb can't be governor again, what's the next best thing to do? Mm, have your buddy there. And last week, former Indiana Secretary of Commerce Brad Chambers announced that he is joining the increasingly crowded field yes, for pro- governors. Yes, professional errand boy Brad Chambers, who his job for years now has been to run errands on behalf of uh, high-tax Holcomb. And then, in this case, the errands are figuring out ways to enrich and promote Holcomb's elitist big business buddies. And by that standard, Brad Chambers, using your tax money uh, to put together whether you know, sweetheart real estate deals or economic deals for some of the largest, you know, corporations in the world has done a phenomenal job of using your money to enrich and embolden, et cetera. Um, Eric Holcomb's friends and buddies in the elitist business class. And now, Casey, boy, this is, are you sitting down? You are sitting down. In mm-hmm. fact, I can look right at you as people can <laughs> on the, the YouTube uh, YouTube feed. Uh, and you really need to, I know, I don't see any handles that you have there on your seat, but if you do, you might want to just try to grab onto something because what I'm about to tell you is going to be very shocking um, given the, you know, what, massive tax increases supported by Holcomb and expansions of government and, and uh, you know, generally just crony, crony capitalism that's taken place under Holcomb. This is really going to shock you. Are you ready? Yeah. Eric Holcomb and Kyle Hupfer's hand-picked choice for governor, mm-hmm. professional errand boy Brad Chambers, gave huge money to Barack Obama. Mm. Are you shocked? 
No, you're not shocked. I'm really that's, not. That seems exactly what you yeah. would expect yeah. from somebody who is endorsed and supported by Holcomb and Huffer Incorporated. But this has been going back a while too. I mean, he also supported Evan Bayh in 1997. Yes, that's so, like this, there's this has been happening for a while. So Brad Chambers gave five thousand dollars to Barack Obama, and that is totally on par with exactly what you would expect from someone supported and propped up by Holcomb and Hupfer. And as you said, Casey, there's a laundry list of Democrat and Democrat causes, whatever, that he has donated to. And this is what we've been trying to tell you now for, I've been trying to tell you for seven years. And really, I think more people on this radio station have been trying to tell you for at least the past three or four years, which is when it comes to Holcomb and Hupfer Incorporated, of which Brad Chambers is the new face of Holcomb and Hupfer Incorporated, there is no difference. Like, what else do you need to see? Is it the more tax increases? Is it more growth of government? Is it more growth of government spending? Is it the fact that the guy gave $5,000 mm-hmm. to Barack Obama? Mm-hmm. Holcomb is a Democrat. Yeah. Huffer is a Democrat. It doesn't matter what stupid, pointless letter they put next to their name. Look at their policies. Look at what they support. The Republican Party got $5,000 from the angry red-shirted teachers union. Yes, they did. When you go into the ballot box and go, well, it doesn't matter how crappy the Republican is. I can't have a Democrat in there. You You already already have one in there. You do. You already have one in there. Yes. So uh, just another example of who these people are and who they're putting up and supporting and who they're throwing their weight behind. Brad Chambers, the handpicked guy by Eric Holcomb and Kyle Hupfer, gave $5,000 to Barack Obama. Proceed accordingly. So yesterday, Hammer and Nigel had a nice conversation with Mike Braun, and we'll get to that at 10 o'clock here with Kendall and Casey. But uh, Silent Suzanne, she released a mass group text, right? This went out to a lot of people, and she was talking about the income tax that she wants to relieve Hoosiers of. She's like the Grinch, Casey. She's found the strength. Silent Suzanne Crouch, Lieutenant Governor, Mm -hmm. who, by the way, if anybody were ever going to turn into I will and I will not be ignored Dan character in real life, it would be Suzanne Crouch. Because think about this woman has been totally subservient to a man, Eric Holcomb, for seven years. And by the way, everybody privately knows how much Suzanne despises Eric. And he the feeling is mutual. And they were just in terms of politics, uh, uh, just a relationship of convenience kind of like the clintons in a, mm-hmm. in a weird way um and so they put up with each other but think about this woman totally subservient to holcomb and this is really pathetic it, it really is pathetic at what suzanne crouch has reduced herself to for seven years totally subservient to the guy through the malik muhammad meet and greet and the tax increases and the growth of government and the mask mandates and the lockdowns i mean Gave the guy millions of dollars in campaign money. He took her off the sign in mm-hmm. 2020. Mm-hmm. She still say, stays totally silent and, you know, behind the guy. And then... He doesn't endorse no, her. No, he wouldn't even support her. And he says, hey, I'd rather have my errand boy, Brad mm-hmm. Chambers, out mm-hmm. there than, than you, Silent Suzanne. And now, I mean, she's done so. Her campaign, Silent Suzanne's campaign, is totally in death spiral mode. I mean, she got totally played in the sense of Chambers is going to take a whole bunch of her establishment 
crony Republican vote. She's certainly none of the conservatives are buying her bull crap about her being, oh, I'm really conservative. You just watch and see. Well, what about the past seven years, sister? Well, don't worry about that. Just wait till I get in there. It'll be great. Right. I really couldn't say anything while I was in the position. <laughs> but now that I want the promotion, that's when I'm really going to speak up. So this text that she sent out, just a couple things that I want to point out to you. She says Biden and radical Democrats in D.C. are making life harder for Hoosiers. Okay, sure. Blame it on right. the president Absolutely. when you've been in the state house yourself. Always someone else's uh-huh. fault. She says they're raising taxes, raising inflation, and breaking the backs of Hoosiers' families. So are you! Okay, yes. Now that point is true, but she's adding to it. And then, and then she goes on to say, Hoosiers have never been under greater attack by the elites in D.C. And here's where it gets good, Rob. Oh, And I'm tired of weak politicians. (laughs) Hello, Pot. This is Kettle. You're black. Yeah, it is. Weak politicians who don't speak up. By the way, the mass text. uh, So I got so many people yesterday, and many of them are non-political people, Mm -hmm. who sent this to me and said, what the hell is this? Why am I getting a text, a mass text message from this woman? I didn't sign up to be a part of her campaign. I haven't been to her website. I, I, I don't want this. I mean, it is so unprofessional. In And by the way, the fact that she's doing it in August, mm-hmm. Casey, the election is in May of next year. And the fact that she is mass text mailing, text, whatever it's called, text, is it mass text mail? Texting. You know how I am with the technology. Yeah. The fact that she is in an unsolicited fashion, in an unwanted fashion, sending out these messages. And again, I'm... I'm look, the political people you get on mailing lists, it's still unprofessional and stupid, but whatever. But for these people who are non-political people are like, dude, I'm just a voter. And where did you get my info from? Mm-hmm. And kiss off, lady, because yep. I don't want your messages. She bought a list from someone. Oh, and it, the fact that she's doing this in August shows you the death spiral mode that her campaign is in. And by the way, I can't tell you, Casey, the joy it gives me to know that Suzanne, old silent Suzanne, and Aaron Boy, Brad Chambers, are going to split the establishment crony Holcomb vote and thus ensure that neither one of them get in there. And (laughs) I just, the joy of this, Casey, I've been waiting seven years for these people to get their comeuppance and it is happening in real time, right in front of my face. And the fact that, okay, let's see, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, I get eight, nine more months of this, Mm -hmm. I can't tell you the happiness that brings me. She goes on to say, uh, that's why if you elect me governor, I will lead the fight to completely eliminate our individual income tax. Oh, sure you will. The shell game. She's going to have to find that money from someplace else. But here's the thing, Rob. Um, Let's have her address property taxes. Sure. Hey, Suzanne, or... Suzanne's people, we know you're listening. This is a real concern of Hoosiers. So tomorrow, we would like you to put out a press release about what you're going to do to eliminate the property Great. taxes. Love Fix it. that situation. Let's okay? do it. That's what we want to hear from Let's you. Let's do it. Hey, real quick, right now, if you go to at Robin Kendall on Twitter, it is up. You know, yesterday we unveiled the first of many um, AI versions, artificial intelligence versions of people we have given little, uh, you know, funny nicknames on our show that people use in public now, and we'll mention them if they email them or (laughs) play with them on social media or whatever. And uh, my wife is phenomenal at this. She's put these together. And what this is, is the AI version of, it's these people's faces, Mm -hmm. but the rest of it is these like old, old timey portraits of what these people would be like based on the description put in 
about them. <laughs> and yesterday it was silent Suzanne Crouch. So it's not, when I say like characters, it's not like when Ethan does a whiteboard drawing of Holcomb or Duke of Spendingburg or whatever. It is an actual, it, they could be, it is actual people based on the information entered in on artificial intelligence. And right now, at Rob M. Kendall on Twitter, you can see the unveiling of the artificial intelligence high-tax Holcomb. It looks like something that uh, Holbein would have painted of Henry VIII. <laughs> He's wearing a crown. He's sitting in like a throne chair. And boy, I got to tell you, there is no way, according to this AI picture, that Eric Holcomb is at the 215 pounds. <laughs> no way. You can see it for yourself at Rob M. Kendall. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Hold on to your hat, kids. 947 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the Biden administration gearing up for a fall vaccination campaign that includes an updated COVID-19 booster. They're also going to uh, be promoting an annual flu shot as well as a newly approved RSV vaccine. I really do think that uh, Joe Biden is confused because he keeps talking about a new vaccine. And on one hand, he's talking about this new vaccine that's going to be rolling out in September. But then on the other hand, he's talking about how we're giving more money for a new vaccine that's being created. So that one's not even invented yet. Well, and, and it and it didn't it didn't work. <laughs> I've been like they, I'm, I'm not trying to be flippant or dismissive or anything. I mean, this, this it straight up didn't work. Now there is some evidence that for a, a very short period of time, and Casey, you know, mm-hmm. you've been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. You've also had COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now correct me on a time frame here. It was after having been sure. vaccinated. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So you are uh, proved. That was a really fun birthday. <laughs> oh, and it was fun. Boy, you just get screwed. Anytime <laughs> you want to do something fun, someone or something yeah. is saying, no, you can't have yeah, this. Yeah, no, no fun for you, so, lady. Great example. And look, I've, I've never been vaccinated. I've never tested positive for COVID. I'm certain I had it over break one time because I didn't have to test because I wasn't at work, but I never, I've never tested positive for COVID. But the point is I haven't been vaccinated and may or may not have had it. I don't know you. Mm -hmm. uh, I had the vaccine and two boosters and still got it. Right. So I assume I've had it. You've had it. Mm -hmm. So what is in common? We both had it, but you've been vaccinated and I haven't. Mm -hmm. And so I guess it didn't work. Like if you, you know, we had a doctor's appointment for my daughter yesterday and you're getting to that point where you got to start, you know, trying to figure out what shots eventually you're going to do. I'm, I'm not anti-vaccine. We've been over this many, many times, you know, but for something like polio, well, if she gets the polio shot, there's a pretty safe ability to believe based on the fact that there are not a gajillion people walking around with polio anymore, that the polio shot prevents you from getting polio. Mm -hmm. Correct. 
This shot does not prevent you from getting COVID and people are still getting, not only getting it, they're getting seriously ill. And now there's some evidence that the vaccinated people in this new thing, right. it's easier could to- Could be tra- at risk. Yeah, it could be a transmitted easier to them than unvaccinated people. Right, exactly. This so, is insane, So Casey. this is a pandemic for the vaccinated now. And, and, and I'm not against the, a shot existing or there being resources putting coming up with the vaccine. What I am against though- is for them to walk out with these definitive statements. And if you don't do something, then Mm -hmm. you don't get to go to work. Mm -hmm. Or if you don't do something, then you have to wear a mask. But if somebody else has done something, they don't have to wear a mask. That is stupid. It doesn't make any sense. It's not based in science. It's not based on evidence. It's not based on anything. This is a virus. They're not being clear, concise, or consistent in any of this because that doesn't help you shut down a society or put people in fear or get people to consent to mass mail-in unaccountable voting because that's what this is all about they have to keep the con up it isn't an amazing just in time for an election Mm -hmm. here we go again and the mass mail-in unaccountable voting because people are too afraid or you're going to get sick if you go to the look just like with the last one or the last time or the years ago or whatever everybody's going to get it is going to get it. Live your life. You do what you think is best. If you think it's best to hide indoors, then do it. If you think it's best to go out, then do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, it's a virus. It's a real thing. It exists. Different people respond differently to it than others. We talked about that from Casey. We are saying the same things we were saying two weeks into this thing mm-hmm. when the evidence was showing us, hey, elderly people, people with certain comorbidities, pre-existing conditions, you are at a much bigger risk than someone like me. Well, you let me know when the pandemic has gotten serious enough that we have to close the southern border. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great point. So Corinne Jean-Pierre was asked about this and uh, man, listen to the spin on this. She conveniently forgets, and they I'm going to assume this is no ill intent, because, I mean, why would she be ill-intended or trying mm. to spin or manipulate? Sure. Uh, she's conveniently forgotten that all sorts of people have gotten died from COVID who are vaccinated. I think you've heard from the F- uh, FDA and CDC. Uh, they've made an announcement on the new vaccine. Uh, so certainly uh, they said that they will have an, there'll be an updated vaccine in September, mid-September, I believe. So uh, we know that, as you all know, vaccinations against COVID-19 remains the safest protection for avoiding hospitalization, long-term health outcomes, and death, which is why we are, we are going to be encouraging uh, Americans to stay up to date on their vaccines. I would refer you to DHS as they have, as you, I just mentioned FDA and, and CDC uh, mentioned that they'll have uh, the new vaccines by uh, September, mid-September. She said encouraging. We're encouraging people. Is there any way you're getting another vaccine? No, not okay. that one. No, not for that one. No. And again, I'm, I'm not anti-vax. Um, I think there are some vaccines that have proven over decades that they're effective. Uh, this is not one of them. Well, and we've talked about this before. It's easy to to look at people go why did you do this and we're laughing at it and having a little bit of fun it's actually not funny that you got sick and it was probably because of that that i mean you said that was those were your words right like i'm not putting words in your mouth that yeah. you believe you got sick because you got the vaccine but there's you did it and, and look i think we've talked about this and correct me if i'm wrong because you're in the boat hammer was and mock was which is I have to do this for my job. Yep. I'm doing that. I'm not doing this because I'm seeking nine vaccines or boosters. I'm doing this because I'm a mother and a wife and I have to work and Mm -hmm. I got to pay a mortgage and I Mm got to put my kid through college. And so 
Like I never got, you know, we joked with mock about it and we had some fun on the air about it, but with hammer or whoever, I was never critical of those people because they had to make a choice for their family. And it's easy for me to say, well, look at Rob Kendall. He didn't do it. I also didn't have a wife or a baby at the time. Right. And I still think I would have made the same choice, but I'm not critical of people who made the choice for that reason, because there's nothing, there's nothing more noble or great you can do on this earth than, than be a provider and a caretaker for your, for your family and those that are dependent upon you. Well, and now reports are coming out that the N95 mask causes cancer. I mean, it's just another level. Like, are, are okay? You, look, human beings are des- are not designed to do this stuff, right? It's just you're not designed to wear a face mask. You're not supposed to be doing like your, the, your makeup. You're not supposed to be doing that. And when you start putting plastic over your face, right? When you start messing with your with these things, there are going to be ramifications for for some people. It is going to happen. You're you're designed to do what you're designed to do. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone. And I don't think that makes you some radical right-wing activist to say, look, you're not designed to have something over your face consistently throughout the majority of the day. You're not designed to have experimental things put into you. That's why they're experimental. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the difference between this and, say, po- the polio. Um, it's been vaccine. around for years. Right. right. It's proven it. to you be effective. It. Yeah. And and for a while there, it wasn't, right? I mean, it was there was an experimental phase. But they weren't telling people you couldn't go to work if you didn't get a polio shot. They were, you know, they weren't shutting society down over a polio shot. They encouraged people to get it. They showed the evidence. And over time, people got it. And it's been very effective for society. I recently saw a uh, video, and it had all the governors. And they were all talking about, get your jab and wear your mask. And it had Eric Holcomb in there with the oh, likes of J.B. Pritzker and Gretchen Whitmer. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. All in the that. same pool oh, together. I remember that, yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, when we come back, Hammer and Nigel did an unbelievable interview with Mike Braun yesterday. And his answer on property taxes I about fell out of my chair. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.